Good afternoon. Nice, nice to see some faces, familiar faces. Um, <clears throat> I want to begin with a, um, a, a piece that was written by uh, Liz Alden Wiley about a just shy of a year ago, where she reviewed the uh, national laws of a, of, uh, on community land rights for 100 countries. Uh, and uh, she concluded uh, that the legal recognition of collective land rights is, quote unquote, substantial and expanding. And so uh, this is a great example uh, of that. Uh, her conclusion, based on her evaluation of these laws, were that 55 countries had strong, 55 out of the 100 had strong laws protecting community land rights. And only 17 of those countries uh, actually had no laws uh, regarding collective rights. But we know that there is quite a bit of uh, community land, indigenous and community land, that is uh, threatened and insecure. We know quite a bit. Uh, we know that there's quite a bit of uh, 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 quite a few country or quite a few communities where custom is no longer sufficiently strong enough to protect the land rights of its members. We know that governments in many places are not providing the protections they need uh, to guarantee those rights. And we know that increasingly communities uh, uh, that are under threat and know their rights are taking action uh, uh, even in the absence of government support. Uh, they're taking matters to court. They're mapping their lands. They are um, uh, uh, setting up patrols uh, to monitor their lands. Uh, one activity that we wanted to focus on is uh, a growing interest on the part of communities to register and to document their customary land rights, to bring it into the formal statutory system. Uh, and so we began a process of bringing together a number of researchers and a number of institutions. Uh, in fact, this has nine authors, six organizations. Uh, and uh, we began to look at the formalization process. And the way that we define formalization is that customary rights are registered in a government cadaster or a government register, and the government in turn hands out an official document uh, uh, regarding uh, those rights that are recognized. Um, uh, we are very fortunate to have Ileana here, who was one of the authors, co-authors of the report, uh, and she led the, the Peru uh, effort. So if there's any questions about Peru, I'm going to pass them on. Uh, over to uh, Ileana to respond to. So I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on method, but I did want to give you just a brief uh, overview of where we are with this thing. Uh, it was a 15-country effort. Uh, three of those countries we actually did deep field research in. Uh, the other countries we uh, relied mainly on the literature. We examined uh, 33 uh, procedures. 19 of those were uh, community uh, formalization procedures. Fourteen of those were procedures that companies have to go through in order to get formal land rights. Uh, and in order to ensure comparability uh, uh, across procedures, uh, across countries, and community versus company procedures, we identified eight key issues. We developed a set of indicators for those. 
we scored those indicators, and if you want to see spreadsheets, we're happy to share them with you. Um, uh, so I don't have time to go over all of the results, but I did want to uh, just go over uh, and highlight some of the real key ones. Uh, this is actually uh, the, pres uh, the procedure uh, in Peru, uh, and those red boxes that you see are areas that are hiccups oftentimes. Uh, the procedure includes some very technical things, such as development uh, of a soil map, um, uh, which many communities obviously uh, need quite a bit of help on. Uh, but uh, 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 Peru is not unique. Uh, in the Philippines, there are 56 legally required steps for indigenous people to get a certificate of ancestral domain. Uh, in Indonesia, uh, 21 different government agencies need to be involved to get a title. Uh, in Uganda, uh, it's a 17-step procedure uh, that involves approval from some agencies at the local government, and in many districts, those agencies haven't even been established yet. Uh, as far as we can see, not a single community has a title of its land yet there. So there's lots of problems. Uh, the, uh, the procedures are very complex. Uh, and cumbersome, and in practice, they're actually even harder. Uh, there's lots of reasons uh, uh, why there is a, a slowdown in, 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 the, in the formalization. Uh, uh, communities lack the resources. They lack the technical skills. They, uh, they, uh, have, uh, they don't even have a deep understanding of the steps in the procedure. Um, uh, there's insufficient government uh, support in Cameroon, for example. It took a long time uh, to create, uh, to, uh, to build uh, the, uh, the, inst the government institution so they could actually provide the help that they should be providing. Uh, in many cases, communities rely on donors and on NGOs to provide that support to get that title. Um, so <clears throat> when you count up the steps, on average, you can see uh, that communities and companies are fairly sim similar in the number of steps. So these are the averages. But uh, on the company side, many of those steps are associated with the licensing for the operation. Uh, and they're separate from the procedures to actually acquire the formal land rights. So you take those away, uh, and it's very clear that, uh, that community procedures have uh, many more steps. Uh, than, uh, than company procedures. More importantly is, uh, or just as important, uh, there are a lot of companies that skip steps, that a lot of companies that begin their operations before they actually acquire uh, the formal land rights. Um, and uh, uh, we, we know that those companies that are trying to do good those that are trying to meet their responsibilities and meet the law are actually at a competitive disadvantage uh, to those companies that skirt the law uh, and get around uh, the legal requirements. <clears throat> so in terms of time, uh, we see real significant differences. Um, and I was actually, oh, sorry, it was actually quite hard uh, to, uh, to get some good data on the amount of time uh, so uh, uh, we had to get quite a range, but it is pretty clear uh, that companies uh, can acquire their formal land rights much quicker than, than, than communities. I should also say we didn't include the U.S., Canada, 
Australia. But if you look at those countries, and we did some literature review on it, uh, it takes just as long <laughs> for an indigenous group in the U.S. or an indigenous group in Australia uh, to acquire their land. And it's much more expensive, millions of dollars for a community to get recognized lands in Canada and, and Australia. So uh, part of the reason companies do it this quick is they've got lots more resources uh, to navigate the, the procedure. But just as important, I think, is that the company or the government agency that's responsible uh, for helping companies uh, with their investment are actually well endowed. <laughs> They're very well uh, supported. They have significant capacity, and they provide the support that's necessary for companies to get their lands. <clears throat> um, uh, part of the problem is that uh, uh, unlike companies, uh, there is a, a, a steep burden on communities to address and resolve conflicts uh, with third parties. Uh, that's not the case uh, with, uh, with companies so much where, um, uh, uh, as, as you can see, uh, about half of the companies only required uh, community consultation. Only three of those 14 uh, procedures required uh, consent from the community's FPIC. Uh, and uh, uh, this diagram here shows you the Mozambique example. Uh, but as I mentioned, I think those that skirt the law um, are at a competitive advantage to those who are trying to do the right thing. Um, <clears throat> so just a, a couple of other slides. Uh, in practice, what we've seen also is that uh, there are uh, arbitrary limits uh, of the amount of land that can be uh, titled to communities. Uh, and many times there are gross errors in the boundaries that are drawn uh, by the government. And many times you see uh, different government agencies within the same country have different boundary maps of the same community. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, challenges in that. Uh, but from maybe going back a little bit to what Ruth was saying, um, what, one of the things that was particularly problematic from my perspective is that a company, our communities uh, have to make huge sacrifices uh, to get formal land rights, uh, uh, and those sacrifices come in a, a sacrifice of customary land and a sacrifice of traditional rights. Um, and, you know, when I think about this is, how serious must the threat be to their land for them to sacrifice some of their traditional land and some of their traditional rights? And let me give you a, just a couple of examples. Um, uh, uh, in, in many countries, uh, only the land that is used and occupied can be titled. Well, in many countries, uh, the definition of used and occupied uh, are the homesteads and the family farms, but not the commons that Ruth was talking about, the forests, the pastures, the, uh, the wetlands. Uh, so uh, they're sacrificing their commons uh, in, many, in many instances. Uh, just as important, uh, they sacrifice rights within the, the part of the bundle of their rights. So for example, uh, they lose uh, rights to pretty much all of the high-value natural resources on and below their land. Uh, and government is allowed to, to slap a concession on top of that and allocate those rights to a company to extract. Uh, communities 
can use natural resources for subsistence and domestic purposes, but not for commercial purposes. So it locks them in to sustain uh, to a, uh, 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 they can't compete essentially and take advantage of their opportunities. Um, there are restrictions on management uh, of their land, uh, and there are oftentimes restrictions on uh, the, uh, the ability to exclude others. Um, and in many cases, they can't sell and lease their land. So let me uh, just, uh, I've been told I'm out of time. Uh, so uh, we came up with a number of recommendations. Probably the most important is there needs to be uh, a simple, accessible procedure for communities to uh, acquire formal land rights. Uh, I'll leave this on uh, the wall, but thank you very much.